This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Hello and welcome back to the E-Commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm Kiri Masters, Head of Retail Marketplace Strategy at Acadia, and we are doing a deep dive into the Kroger Precision Marketing Retail Media Network today. Damiano Chiarucci, Retail Media Manager at Acadia, welcome back to the show. Hello, thank you for having me again. Yeah. So let's talk about um, Kroger, and we're specifically talking about the self-serve ad platform Kroger's been doing um, retail media for a long time, and a lot of those capabilities are on the managed services side. We're just going to be talking about self-serve aspects of KPM. So, Damiano, you've been leading our expansion efforts into new retail media networks outside of our longtime partnerships with Amazon, Walmart, Instacart, Target. We have just launched Chewy and now Kroger. What are the top two or three things that are most interesting about Kroger to you as a media buyer? Well, the first thing I would definitely say is the most interesting is that they have their own advertising platform. Mm. It's something that is extremely new. It's something that has been released uh, for, I think, a week and a half now, or maybe even just two weeks. That uh, because previously Kroger was on Promote IQ, they had all of their media buying through, through that platform. When I spoke to the Kroger reps, they were very adamant on, you know, having their own advertising platform. So they were able to also reduce the fees for the brands that um, are, well, well that, the brands that are going to be advertising on Kroger, on the Kroger website. So instead of going through Promoter IQ, their thought was if we build our own interface, we'll be able to pass on a lower cost to advertisers. That and they'll be able to control pretty much everything a lot in a lot with a lot more precision. So, so not only is it going to help the the advertiser, you know, lower their costs because there won't be any kind of other platform fees, but also they'll be able to slowly start tailoring uh, their advertisement offerings for the advertisers um, that will, in the long run you know, uh, benefit the, the advertisers them, themselves. Got it. Wow. So this is all very new. And just, just as a note, we're recording this on October 30th. So very yeah. new breaking, breaking news about the, the ad platform there. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, very, very, very new. And I know that, I mean, and again, like one of the things that they mentioned to me is that they also want to one day incorporate their DSP on this platform. They want to incorporate multiple types of ad products, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. So this is also one of the big reasons why they want to do it. Now, as of October 30th, talking of the ad platform, it is a little bit clunky and not super intuitive. There are a few redundancies here and there, um, but I just think that that's, you know, the the price of, of launching something new and, you know, there's it can only get better, I would definitely yeah. say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I would definitely say that that is something really, really, you know, interesting about Kroger. 
This is super exciting to me because I we jumped on really early with the Instacart um, advertising platform when they launched Self Serve back in early 2020, and it was it was super simple. It was mm. you know, featured products. That was it. And over time, Instacart's really really invested into their ad platform. It's very robust. They're doing very, like I think you know alongside Amazon, some of the most uh, in, uh, uh, innovative things with mm-hmm. with paid ads and so I really hope that Kroger follows suit there and because they have their own platform and stand to make a lot of very profitable re- ad revenue from it that they really go the same route as Instacart that is my hope and dream <laughs> yeah 100% I'm sure I'm sure it will because I think that they have a very clear plan from at least when I spoke to the reps they, mm. they seem to have a, a very clear plan I really kind of like the way Kroger runs one of the other things that I find very nice is their insistence of having an agency of record documents. So whenever you, if you are an agency or, you know, and you want to onboard your client to Kroger, you have to have an agency of record document shared by your client to the Kroger team. And I just think that that's, you know, awesome to, to make sure that, you know, Kroger really seems to be, or really seems to want to take care of the brands that 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 sell their products on the platform, they want to make sure that the agencies are yeah may, maybe even held accountable. Mm, yeah, that is that's that is very unique. I've never not heard of that with any other RMN. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I like I said, it's just to I think it's also to to kind of make the brand feel safe mm. that um, not everyone can just get access to their ads and and things like that and one of the a very funny feature of even creating an ad is i think there is a little tick box that says are you the agency creating the ad so even within a campaign there are campaigns that are yes the agency created this campaign which is why very unique think, why do you think they added that feature i'm not too sure to be honest um i think maybe to provide just one extra level of information to know that if something of quality is being produced, you can see if it's because of your agency or because you did it, or maybe Mm. because Kroger themselves did it. I I really don't know. Control Uh, feature or something. Yeah. Like I said, I think that there are a few redundancies. I think that there Mm. are a few things that don't need to be within the platform to make it a smooth platform. Um, In my personal opinion, for this feature, as an example, um, but but yeah, it's just something very interesting and very unique. Great. Well, so you you've mentioned that the rails that this RMN runs on is now its own, and that that is very new. Mm-hmm. What are the audience targeting capabilities like? Yeah. So the way Kroger uh, Kroger doesn't have audience targeting. It has contextual targeting, so contextual targeting within categories, subcategories, product listings um, of that nature. Again, you can consider that if you want to kind of associate it to an audience, it would be an in-market audience. So people are searching within within a particular category. Um, And yeah, um, the way the the bidding works and the way the campaigns are, are set up is uh, it's very similar to Chewy, very similar to Promote IQ. Again, they are coming from Promote IQ, so mm. I think that a lot of their capabilities um, mirror Promote IQ, maybe yep. to kind of ease the transition between the two platforms for the the current uh, advertisers. 
So again, you, you would bid on the, uh, or excuse me, let, let me just take one step back. You have two types of campaigns. You have a PLA campaign, product listing ad campaign, and you have a TOA campaign, which is a targeted on-site ad, which is a TOA compared to a sponsored brand ad. A PLA, look at it like a sponsored product ad. I would kind of make that distinction. So talking about a PLA ad, which is like, I think going to be the majority of ads, you would bid on the SKU level. And when you bid on the SKU level, you can choose the placement in which you want your campaign to show. So currently there are three different placements that you can have. You can have search and browse. So on the search and browse page, um, the savings, so savings page, and then the basket builder page. So you would bid, you would bid on your particular product. And then that product would then, depending on what placement you choose, or if you choose all three of them, will be, um, would then show up in, in one of these three different uh, categories within the category or subcategory of the marketplace itself. So for example, if you have wet wipes as a product, then within, I don't know, disposable wipes or, or uh, whatever that category or subcategory is, you would then be placed within these three uh, placements, search and browse, savings, and basketball. But then there's another very cool feature, which I particularly like, which is store selection, which essentially is you can't geo-target, which would be an extremely difficult thing to do for a, a, a new RMN, but you can select the stores and the way that they at least have structured the stores is very location-based so you can't geo-target but you can at the same time that's yeah what is the difference there i mean if you wanted to target like my neighborhood in atlanta you find the zip codes and you find the stores how is that different to geo-targeting though (laughs) well because so geo-targeting i think is like you mentioned it's a zip code so it's anyone within that area Uh whereas here you're targeting a store so you're choosing a store within a zip code so mm-hmm. it's geo-targeting, but not geo-targeting. But I think it's quite an advanced feature because, for example, Very. Amazon can't do that or Amazon mm-hmm. doesn't do that, at least for, for at least not for sponsored ads. Um, and and, and mm-hmm. what, I imagine there's a few use cases for that. You could target sort of at the store level um, mm-hmm. for demographic purposes, like, you know, wealthy yeah. shoppers versus mass or something like that. But how does that play into also store inventory as well and making sure that you're only advertising in stores that you have inventory? Is that built into Kroger's system where they only are displaying ads in locations where you have inventory? Yeah. So there, again, this is just kind of more the, the complicated side of, of mm. everything um, because we still really haven't fully understood how all of that kind of plays okay. into into the equation. Kroger is a collection of stores, so they have very many different types of stores. There's not just like Kroger store. Uh, they have like Mariano's and a whole bunch of different Right. Stores. And so you basically can select where your products are. You can select which stores you want to advertise in. But yes, uh, looking at inventory and how that plays into inventory, yeah, it's a bit of an advanced question for, for right now. For right now, okay. okay. What about other interesting things that you've seen with campaign build-outs? 
yeah, so um, with regards to like the sponsored brand ads, um, I, I quite like the how precise you can you can be in, in terms of these kind of TOA campaigns. So the TOA campaigns is, like I mentioned, it's, it's a um, sponsored brand-like campaign. It's a banner ad. And you can you have quite a lot of control through it. It's very similar to sponsored brand. So you choose your click-through uh, destination. That can be your own brand shop. So I would compare it to an Amazon store, your curated product list, and you have some other selections that you can you can kind of choose from there. And then again, when it comes to the creative, the, the creatives are quite extensive in terms of they're quite modifiable. You will you can basically have your own custom creative that then you upload onto the Kroger platform, and then you can you know, change it in various different ways. So you can add your own headline, you can add your own subtext, you can add all the colors and arrows within the custom creative. So you, you have a, a creative that you can then modify quite a bit. And it's quite intuitive. I, I, I really, really like it. I think it's way more intuitive than, for example, the DSP mm. um, that, that Amazon has, or even the sponsored brands or sponsored display features that Amazon provides. Because, for example, there are creative sizes and they tell you exactly where these creatives are going to be. For example, they, they might have uh, the carousel, the web carousel, and they show you where that is, or the mobile homepage, or things like that. All these different kind of creative sizes. And you can then upload your image and then just almost custom build that image for those specific placements. Mm. So whatever headline you want to use, if you want to use a headline that's specific to the homepage, you can do that. Also, the CTA, are you have a huge list of CTAs that you can choose from. Cool. So you have a lot of different uh, capabilities in terms of, of the creatives, which is really, really cool, I think. Really cool. I, I think what this means for a brand, you know, if you're using an agency is we can test so many more things. So you mm -hmm. could use the same creative, okay, let's test five different headlines, like yep. five different CTAs, and then we can really see what the best performing one is versus an interface that's less intuitive and more clunky. We can't mm -hmm. test that many things. There's only so much, you know, that we could test, but that sounds, that does sound really cool. No, I was just going oh. to say like a, a great point. I think that that's a fantastic point because one of the things that Amazon is slightly difficult to do in terms of, you know, testing these different creatives or headlines or things like that is that there is such a large array of placements that again, you just don't know if I'm on a homepage, I'm imagining I'm going to capture a customer that is in a different frame of mind than if I find someone on a product page. With Kroger, at least it seems that you upload a creative and you know that that creative is going to go on that page. And like you mentioned, you can test various things and see which one works, which one sticks, which one does. Love that. That is really, really good. So you mentioned brand pages. Um, what? How modifiable are those by brands? Is that done in the KPM system or do you know much about that side of things? No, yeah. So it... In, in the sense, I don't know much about it and it's not done within the advertising platform. Okay. 
So yeah, it's it's the brand shop is a dedicated page on a Kroger owned and operated site where customers can shop a brand or interact with a brand uh, content. So I would imagine that you would have to go through their merchandising team to maybe get that set up. I'm not sure on the requirements that okay. that, that, that would be. Yeah. No worries. So any other like media buying features that are unique that you care to mention? No, um, I think that we we covered pretty much everything. The one thing I would just say is that Kroger does have a DSP. They the mm-hmm. uh, they do have a DSP. There are no kind of requirements. Well, the only requirement is that I think your products have to have reached two million households, which okay. I believe is quite a low barrier to entry. Right now, it's not incorporated within their own advertising platform. So we can't really speak too much about it, um, but they do want to incorporate it into into their platform. Very cool. So I'm going to spring this on you. I didn't prepare you for this, but that, okay. that's actually kind of leads into what I'm going to ask is, do you have any predictions around Kroger and what they might launch or improve or modify in 2024? I think a lot. I think... <laughs> <laughs> How long yeah. ago? <laughs> yeah, no, I... It, it seems like they're just at the very start exactly. of their journey. So anything is possible. And I think, that, yeah, and I think that that's the the coolest thing in the sense mm. that their ad platform is literally less than two weeks old. And so I think their interface, their UI is only going to get better. I think that their reporting is only going to get better. The integrations with, we didn't mention it before, but it is integrated with PacView and Sky. Yep. But all of these different things are going to get better. And I just think that the power is going to be, uh, their power is that they have their own platform that they com- can completely modify based on their brand's needs and yep. what's going to work for them. Um, yep. So I think it's going to be a mutually beneficial relationship between the brand and Kroger themselves. Yep, I love and that. I will I will give an extra little prediction, which I think is going to be my prediction for the rest of 2024, not only with Kroger, but all retail media networks. But I think that as soon as a retail media network like Kroger figures out how to combine retail media, online retail media, and in-store advertising or in-store presence, I think that they're really going to crack something. And I think that it is something that Amazon is going to be very much worried about um, in in the future. Because again, like if you can, I think that that's what people want. You know, Amazon doesn't have an in-store presence, whereas these places do. And so if they can kind of figure out, yeah, like they, Amazon does, but they don't at the same time and people just shop online, right? Yeah, and look, I don't disagree with you. And I think that we, we see a lot of this experimentation by Walmart as well. And mm. the in, in-store retail media is huge. In-store retail media has been for around for a really long time, um, much longer than digital retail media. And mm. But bringing those two things together can be very, very powerful. So I, I agree with what you're saying. I'll add another prediction in there, which is depending if the Kroger-Albertsons merge depending when that happens, mm-hmm. um, which could be a 2024 thing or it could be held up even longer, but bringing those two retailers together and, and it'll be very interesting seeing um, whose retail media platform 
wins out there because Albertsons has been investing quite a bit in their retail media network also. So this is mm. kind of all the, the upgrade and building their own rails for Kroger is, is quite interesting because um, ultimately will the Albertsons media collective be folded into that or will it continue to operate separately? I'm, I'm not sure. But it might be the, the, the most obvious intersection is probably going to be the DSP as mm-hmm. well. And just being able to share between those two retailers, customer behavioral data, by sales data between those two retailers is going to be really, really powerful, even if their sort of PPC platforms work separately. Because then you sort of got like an AMC equivalent where you can import, you know, your Albertsons sales data over into like that into an environment and be able to track across those two retailers you know what happened when and and how did different ads influence a purchase ultimately yeah so yeah prediction but (laughs) no 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 but it's 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 all true and and it just kind of goes to show how how much more there still is to come from from kroger and and yeah even albertson's now and so things like that so yeah very very Going to be a very exciting 2024 for I think the whole space in 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 general. Not not only you know these these particular RMNs. Totally, yeah, and I, I think it it is very cool to to see a retailer build their own tech. I think in a lot of cases for these smaller retailers leveraging a Critio or a Citrus ad, that's where they're going to stay, and mm. that it, it doesn't make sense for them to invest the capital in building their own network but for Kroger it definitely does and it's it's pretty cool to be there at the beginning of that evolution thank you Damiano no thank you